Hey, Hoopheads. Once you finish listening to this episode, be sure to check out the rest of the Hoopheads Podcast Network for even more great basketball content. What's up, everyone? I'm your host, JJ Rivera, and I'm joined as always by my co-host, Kenneth Wilson, and two special guests, I might add. And welcome to 305 Culture, a show where you feel the heat. Now let's get down yeah, to business yeah. and talk some Miami Heat basketball. Well, we have a very special show planned for you guys today. We have brought in two of our of our favorite, most favorite guests that we have ever had on the 305 Culture pod. First, I want to start with one of my very first guests I ever had on the pod. It's Aaron Washington, who I... Who I met on SBC. Aaron, how you doing, man? Hey, JJ, I'm doing great, man. Thanks for having me on this podcast. Um, fellow Heat fans, so always happy to, to join you guys and just talk some Heat uh, in the midst of a crazy season, but excited to talk some All-Star ballots and just kind of throw things around, man. So appreciate you having me. Yeah, yeah. thank you for coming on. And a return for a non-Heat fan, but still a the only Celtic fan welcome on the pod. That's Jack Simone. How are you doing, man? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for having me back on. I appreciate you making an exception for me. <laughs> yeah. And of course, my guy, Kenneth, how you doing, man? Always glad to be here, man. Always lovely to talk some ball, especially Miami Heat ball. Let's get it going. Yeah. So today's episode, we won't be discussing much Heat ball because we want to talk about something that all of us in common really like. It's the all NBA All-Star game. It's one of the I think it's the best All-Star game in North American sports. It, and, you know, All-Star voting is open now. So why not give our very own All-Star ballots, including reserves? So it's a, like, let's call it a fake ballot on the teams that we would like to see, we think we, wanna, we want to see. I don't know. We have no, we, we have no criteria. It's just... Pick the players that you think are most deserving or players that you would like to see in the All-Star game. So we left it up to our guests and to Kenneth and I. So without further ado, let's begin. So let's start off with the Eastern Conference. We're going to state our backcourt first, and I want Aaron to go first. What's your starting Eastern Conference backcourt, Aaron? All right, man. So um, this one was pretty easy for me. There was one pick here that I went back and forth on, but ultimately um, I settled on uh, for the backcourt, um, Trey and DeMar DeRozan, um, my picks for the East, um, followed by the forwards of Giannis, Durant, and Embiid. Um, Trey was the one I went back and forth on. Um, I was also considering, I think it was um, Zach Levine a little bit for that spot. Um, so that was a little tough. I know Trey got off to a little bit of a rough start um, by his standards, um, but he's definitely picked it up recently, even though it hasn't resulted in wins for the Hawks. Um, but I feel like the other four are pretty solidified for me. I didn't really need to think about those too hard. Uh, DeMar DeRozan, I think that's an obvious choice. Um, he's been absolutely incredible for the Bulls. Clutch buckets. Uh, the Bulls are second in the East right now, you know, with a great record. And, you know, he's probably might be having his best season overall of his entire career. So, those are my picks. Curious to hear what everybody else has, but um, I went with Trey, DeRozan, Giannis, Durant, and Embiid for my Eastern Conference starting lineup. Well, we wanted the backcourt only first, but yeah, give out your, your entire teams. That that sounds better. It's more, it's it's quicker that way. Jack, what's your team? Your starting lineup for the Eastern Conference? Yeah, so I was a little, I don't want to say confused, but I had DeMar DeRozan as a front court player. So um, he's not in my backcourt, but he is, you know, um, in consideration. So for my starting five in the East, I had Zach Levine and James Harden as the guards. And then the same as Aaron, the, the front court was pretty obvious. Kevin Durant, Giannis, Joel Embiid there. And uh, it, it was tough for me, too. Uh, James Harden was a little iffy because obviously he struggled. But you're putting up the sort of numbers he is, even if it's a quote-unquote down year for James Harden on the best team in the East. I, I take winning into consideration here. So that's why I bumped out Trey Young in, in favor of James Harden. But, uh, yeah, the front court, though, that's it, it, pretty straightforward in my opinion. Yeah, interesting. I think we all have probably the same front court. I'll I won't speak for Kenneth. I'll let him go. I'll let him go first before I give out mine. But yeah, I think on the front court it'll probably be unanimous. But I'm curious to see what Kenneth has to say. Kenneth. 
Oh yeah, I mean you front court. I mean you're not going. I mean, just to make sure we're on the same page, Durant, Giannis, Joel. I mean, how can you do anything different? Um, on the the guard situation, though, um, I was of the mind that Demar was a guard as well, and I'm gonna surprise you. Maybe not. I'm going with the all Bulls backcourt, man, because what they're able to do, fueling that team and dragging them to where they are. And maintaining that with an up-and-down Vooch and the piecemealing that they're doing, you got to give them some respect. And they're both putting up numbers while doing that. You know what I mean? So, yeah, you look at Trey Young going a little bit more point production-wise, of course, the assist-wise and all of that. But you look at what those other two guys are doing from a points-produced perspective, they're getting just as close while splitting the baby between them both while doing everything else on both sides of the floor. And, of course, you're never going to say that, you know, um, Zach Levine is the stopper because that's DeMar DeRozan, but he is in a slouch because of his athleticism, and they're both getting it done for that Bulls team when they need it done the most. I mean, y'all saw that play the other night where I think he put the dude on his, you know, he put him on his butt, and then he went and just made a play effortlessly. That's the type of stuff that he's been doing all season, and it's, like, translated to winning. Yeah, I'm in agreement with you there, Kenneth. And so, I'll give out my my starting Eastern Conference team. I think it's the exact same as Aaron's. Trey, DeMar, Giannis, Embiid, and KD. The front court, once again, no-brainer for me. All three guys, including and KD, has been probably the... To me, he has been the MVP of the league so far this season. Although some people might have something to say about that, including one of his front court partners in the Eastern Conference starting lineup, Joel Embiid, fantastic season, and you know dragging the Sixers with him. The Sixers go as far as he goes. It hurt, it hurts so much to not be able to put Jimmy Butler in the starting lineup because he has been nothing short of incredible whenever he's been available. But that's the issue; he has not been very available for the Miami Heat this season. So. Hopefully those fortunes change. But yeah, anything, any thoughts on, anybody else have any thoughts on the starting Eastern Conference team? Or do we move on to the reserves? I just wanted to say, if I didn't get mixed up with the, the DeRozan thing, um, I have him as a front court player in my ballot. But if he was a guard, I'd probably start him over James Harden and, and agree with Kenneth there. I think the All Bulls backcourt, if, if DeRozan... Uh, is a guard, I'd probably start him over Harden just because of what they've done in Chicago. I mean, you can do it. There's there's no nothing holding you back. You can change it, round, or you want to stick no, with no, your... No, that's, that's okay. I'll stick with I'll stick with him as a frontcourt player because if he's a guard, then my whole ballot's all messed up because it's a guard-heavy lineup, I'll foreshadow. Oh, oh, okay, okay. Well, I respect it. Aaron, you have anything else to add? Not really. I guess that's the only player that kind of created any kind of um, difference between our ballots, but yeah, I think the front court is is pretty easy. Um, I don't think there's much room for anybody else to kind of fit in there. Even though we do wish that you know most of us do wish Jimmy was in there, uh, but yeah, I mean the the guards. There's definitely a case to be made for you know I didn't put Harden in there, but he's definitely deserving. Um, you know if whoever has him in there, I have no problem with that. And also Zach Levine, those guys have been great. So definitely, I think there's like four or five deserving guards as far as who can start. Curious to see what the voters think when it's all said and done. Um, but yeah, definitely a strong roster as far as the Eastern Conference backcourt goes um, this season specifically. So definitely yeah. impressive on that front. A lot of deserving candidates. So let's go to the Eastern Conference reserves. This time I'll let Jack go first. Jack, give me your let's go. Give me your entire reserve team. All right. Um, I had a ton of trouble choosing my reserve guards and so like i said it's guard heavy so obviously you get uh two guards on the bench three front court players and two wild cards so i have uh both of my wild cards are guards but i'll, I'll just read it out here um my bench uh in the eastern conference i have trey young i have Lamelo ball as the guards i have jimmy butler demar DeRozan, jason tatum and then the wild card guards i have drew holiday and darius garland and that is the bench it was tough for me um I was tempted to even like consider Tyler Hero. Um, bam, I left off. Since it's a Heat podcast, I feel the, the desperate need to explain uh, the lack of two Heat players. Yeah, real, um, real suspicious coming from a Celtics <laughs> fan. I'm not going to lie. 
Bam <laughs> was just a matter of he hasn't like played as many games as some of these guys. Um, and I think there's so many deserving players in the East this year that I, I mean, even though a lot of players have missed time, you got to take that in consideration too. And it, it's so even across the board that I only gave like you know uh, the, the real like top top teams. I don't know. Not that the Heat are a top top team. I just. I don't know. I ended up going with the more well-rounded uh, ballot, I guess you could say. But uh, yeah, those are my reserves. I'm really interested in one of your selections, which was Drew Holiday, because yeah, I, I haven't seen many people put him in their reserve line, but he has been he has been quite good. It's just that he missed a lot of time to start the season, but ever since he came back, he has been really good. And the Bucks have been light, lights out with their big three back on the on the court. So for those who don't know, here are Drew's stats. I mean, obviously stats are not the end-all, be-all, but they're, they serve as a pretty good indicator of how well players performing in most occasions. So he's at almost 18 points per game, 17.8, 4.5 rebounds and 6.6 assists, or 49% from the field, 36% from three, surprisingly low, 67% from the free throw line. So, any of anybody else has some thoughts on the Drew Holiday selection? I thought it was actually pretty good because I hadn't considered him. I had him as my as an honorable mention in my list, but that's that's pretty cool to see Drew Holiday getting some love. Yeah, he would probably be one of my wild cards too, man. I mean, when you look at the time that they've played without um, Giannis and specifically Chris Middleton, um, Drew Holiday put up big numbers, and I mean, game after game after game after game, did what he needed to do to give his team a chance to win. Now they didn't win all of those games, but you can't say it's not because Drew Holiday didn't go out there and put it all on the line. He would definitely be one of my wild card guys. Yeah, I'm in agreement with that. He's definitely had a great season. You know, maybe the box score is not going to blow you away. But when you look at his production, as far as like, you know, the advanced stats and, you know, the eye test tells a lot about what he brings to that team. His defense is as good as ever. Um, you know, very big guard, very versatile and a smart player. So when you look at his impact and, you know, one of the most valuable guys across the league, uh, specifically in the Eastern Conference, he's definitely deserving. So I have no problem with that pick. Um, didn't personally have him on my ballot, but I can definitely see the reason for having him on there just because he's so valuable and um, so well-rounded uh, for a great Bucks team. So I'm definitely, I definitely like that pick. It makes a lot of sense. I want to add. Go ahead. If you guys remember back to the Christmas Day game, sorry about this, Jack. Um, there was this play coming down the stretch where Giannis was out at the top of the key at the three-point uh. line, and he was calling <laughs> for the ball vociferously. Like, I mean, he was just vociferously calling for the ball, clapping, like, give it to me. And Drew kind of looked him up, and then Drew drove the lane, drew the defender, and not only did he draw his man, of course, um, but he drew Giannis's defender enough for you know what I mean Giannis to have an open lane at the rim he got fouled and that's when you saw Drew they didn't finish the camera angle they went to commercial before but you could see Drew's energy kind of saying yo this is what I was telling you just hold on and I was going to set you up for an easier look and I mean that was right up in that you know little crux of the game where they were kind of sealing the deal and you know closing it off sorry about that Jack again but that's the type of stuff that Drew Holiday does I mean Giannis is the one with the most talent, but Drew, um, I mean, yeah, Giannis is the one with the most talent. Chris is the shooter, and Drew is the quarterback, and that's how it go. Yeah, I think I'm in agreement with all what all you have said. So, Aaron, give us your reserve team. All right, so mine's is uh, pretty similar to Jack's. Um, you know, my first five players are exactly the same. Well, I mean, they're a little bit different because, you know, we had that difference in DeMar DeRozan. It kind of threw off a little bit. But for me, it's Harden, Levine, Ball, Tatum, and Butler. Um, yeah, I think Butler, you know, what you said, JJ, earlier about him not being in the um, starting lineup, I think it has a lot to do with, the, you know, him not playing enough games. Um, but I think he's done enough to warrant, um, you know, selection on the bench. Uh, but my wild card's a little bit different. Uh, Zach, or Jack, I remember you uh, going back and forth on Tyler Hero. Um, you know, this is a heat pods. I mean, I went ahead and threw him in there as a wild card. <laughs> uh, you know, I think it, it was kind yeah. of tough for me to put him in there. But, um, you know, I think he's done just enough to warrant at least consideration. Uh, you know, being one of the best bench scorers in the entire league. And, um, you know, across the board, his numbers are up. His percentages are up. Um, he's become a great facilitator for the team, you know, being a secondary ball handler. So um, I think he's at least deserving of a look as a wild card. And then I actually went with um, Sabonis as my other wild card. Um, you know, even though the the Pacers have had a kind of a rough season so far, you know, they find themselves 
I think 13th in the Eastern Conference. He's been, you know, he's been pretty awesome, at least but when you look at his numbers. I mean, 18 points a game, 12 boards, 4.3 assists, and, you know, very strong percentages around the rim. Um, not going to space the floor all that great, you know, but he's a solid free throw shooter, about 75%. And he's just consistent. You know, from game to game, he's going to be there for them. You know, maybe Miles Turner is going to be up and down. You know, those other guys might be up and down, Levert. But Sabonis is going to bring it every night. And I think that's one of the reasons why, you know, they've been able to, you know, take some of those games, you know, some of those upsets, even though the record is not all that impressive. So he's my um, second wild card. Uh, but yeah, as far as the other five, pretty much the same. Um, Ball, I mean, I think those other guys are pretty obvious just because they've been so strong, not only from a box score perspective, but, you know, some of those other guys, you know, like Levine and Harden, their teams are also doing really well. So that's my bench. And, um, yeah, just a couple of differences on the wild cards, but there's a lot of deserving guys. So I feel like there's not really many wrong answers on that front when you're trying to round out that um, bench squad. Yeah, absolutely. And I love that you picked Hero. I, I, I spoiler. I, I also picked him, but yeah, we gotta keep spreading the propaganda in here, man. We, there's, there's no shame in it. So, Kenneth, give us your reserve team. Well, we're gonna go three for three right now. Well, three for four. You know what I mean? Uh, Jack would stand it. Um, I'm gonna go Hero as my second wild card. As I mentioned, I like Drew. When you're talking about a guy who probably, um, I'll, I'll say it. I can't name two other guys who have the ignitability and the irrational confidence, but not only that, when you combine that with the success that he's having on a regular basis, I can't think of another two guys, Max, I don't know if I can think of one um, that has that combination going for him better than Tyler Hero right now, leading the bench. I mean, leading the NBA, of course, and scoring off the bench, but also um, when you look at the other guys um, that are on the list or the ballot or whatever to be voted for, he's, you know, in the top of that list as well. So it's not like he's just leading a group of guys that aren't, you know, putting up numbers. And at the same time, when you look at my reserve guards, I struggle with where to put Trey Young and James Harden. So they have to be the top two reserve guards. But my fours might shock you. Of course, we're going Jimmy Butler. Um, I mean, even though he's missed time when he's in there, he's doing what Jimmy Butler does, which is be the absolute engine for the Miami Heat. We're going with Jason Tatum. Um, To be quite honest with you, he's had to do a lot, but he still struggled with doing a lot. So I think Brown being back, who's coming on strong too, might help him, who made a late push there because he put up some numbers, but he couldn't like sustain those performances throughout a game, it seems. Um, I think that push, you know, really – didn't bother Tatum as much as I thought it would, but I thought Tatum would take another step. So that's how we ended up in the reserves because he just as well could have been a starter. Um, and then I like Miles Bridges, man. When you look at the Charlotte Hornets, um, they started out hot and they've kind of fell back to earth a little bit. But you look at one guy who always brings it every game, it's him. Um, they have other guys who give it to you on a you know regular basis, irregular basis, whether you're looking at Ball, who sometimes gives it to you in other areas but doesn't bring the scoring, or you look at, a guy like Kelly Oubre who shows up sometimes and then just goes home another time. And then you look at guys that get inconsistent minutes but do things with their minutes, like P.J. Washington, the guy that's remaining consistently very productive on a night-to-night basis is Bridges. So um, that would be my um, reserve lineup. We're going to go Trey Young, James Harden, Jimmy Butler, Jason Tatum, Miles Bridges, and my wild cards, as I mentioned, with Drew Holiday and Tyler Hero. All right, so that leaves me for last that and so I picked for my two guards Zach Levine and LaMelo Ball I mean everybody has said whatever has what I can't add more to what has been said about Zach Levine he has been nothing short of brilliant the Bulls have been outstanding they have been probably would you would you all call those the Bulls the surprise of the season or would you give that title to another team for example like the Cavaliers I think the Cavs are probably up there, but the Bulls have definitely been better than at least I expected. They've been phenomenal. I agree with Jack there. You give the surprise of the season title to the Cavaliers, but the Bulls have definitely been better than you thought they would be. And I'll reference it back to a conversation that me and you specifically had on the pod really quick, Jack. I mean, JJ. Um, the Bulls were either going to be a shit show or they were going to be phenomenal. 
that was what we thought. And um, the offense had come together and it hasn't been stagnant. They found a way to play the positions, use that middle play that DeMar loves to their advantage and space it out with Vooch, and it's worked. Yeah, it has been... I'll say I have... Whenever I, I see the balls on TV, uh, uh, they're a leak pass alert team every single time, and it's a joy to watch them play, really. So, yeah, Lavina Lamelo for my first two guards. My front court consists of Jimmy Butler, a guy that no like, a guy that has missed a lot of time, but he has still still been nothing short of phenomenal. He had a, he was having an All NBA second team at worst type of season before he went down the injuries and injuries have kind of caught up with him and made, forced him to miss a lot of time. He's hurt. He's on the mend once again. Hopefully, he comes back to the court soon, rather sooner rather than later. But yeah. This second selection for my front court spot might probably surprise a bit some of you because I thought more people would pick him, but I think he has been brilliant and has been instrumental to the Cavs' success, and that's Jared Allen. He has come on to this. He has been, I think he has been sensational. And, you know, I had to, I felt the need to give at least one spot to one calf because the Cavs, they have two deserving candidates, in my opinion, which would, which are Darius Garland and Jared Allen. But I decided to go with Allen first because I needed a center in my, you know, my fictitious all-star ballot, but also because he has been incredible this season and he has been, yeah, he's just, I think I, I think I have said anything, everything that I can say about him, unless you all and have the, uh, something the else All-Star to add. Games, and the All-Star Games in Cleveland, so I feel like you, you got to have a Cavs player in there. Well, <laughs> well yeah, you I need mean, to I have a, cla- a Cavs that. player there. I wasn't going there, but to your notion, JJ, I mean, like, when you look at what he does, like, you knew he could block shots, and that whole thing is real with him. But, like, when you see it, and when, and I know because we played him twice, and they beat us both times, um, it's like uh, the man is really a presence. Like, there's no games when he down there. Oh, yeah. He – yeah, he – I don't like facing the Caps. They they are probably one of the worst matchups in the entire league for the Miami Heat at this point. And my final front court selection was Jason Tatum from our better rival, the Boston Celtics. But yes, Jason Tatum is still a premier wing scorer, although he has struggled a bit with his shot this season. But he he is still a top level player. And for my two wild card spot, spots, I went with two guards: Tyler Hero. I already spoiled that pick for y'all, and James Harden. James Harden. After having a bit of a slow start, he's currently tied in the league lead with, in terms of assists per game at 9.8. The other guy, I think, will probably be in most of our all-star ballots. But yeah, we'll talk about him when we get to the Western Conference. So yeah, those are our teams. Uh, Any thoughts on having multiple... We have different, at least all of us, I think. Well, no, not all of us. But two of us, I think, have at least one calf and i feel like that should be that's that's interesting because the calves have been extremely good the all-star game is in cleveland so i think at least one caps player will get the honor so between jared allen and darius garland which were the two chosen by jack and i uh who would you rather have kenneth and aaron who would you rather put in your all-star team if you had to pick one you know man i think there's not really a wrong choice here um, you know, Garland was the guy I put on my honorable mentions, but I mean, there's a case to be made for both of them. And you look at their, both of their production, um, they, I mean, they've been really good, but in different ways. You know, you look at Garland, you look at the way he's been, you know, as like a, a creator, a shooter, you know, making plays for other guys like Jared Allen has been a primary, um, you know, receiver of a lot of those great passes that Garland is making. And then, you know, of course with Allen, with his rim protection is some of the best in the league. That's one of the big reasons why the Cavs have taken such a big leap forward is because that rim protection is off the charts with him and Mobley kind of matting the paint. And their defense has taken it. It's probably the best defense we've seen from the Cavs since LeBron era, you know, easily. They've usually been one of the worst teams in the league on that end, but they've been genuinely impressive. So between both of those guys, I mean, I went with Garland, but there's no wrong answer here, I don't think. Both of those guys have had great seasons for different reasons. Uh, but they're both they've both been instrumental to providing the Cavs that kind of boost they've needed to catapult themselves into the top half or so of, of the Eastern Conference um, playoff race. Yeah, that's a that's a good pick. Kenneth, you have anything else to add? 
Yeah, if we were going to do the three honorable mentions, it would definitely be um, those two guys from the Cavs and Garland and Allen, and then I would throw Ball in there, LaMelo Ball in there. Um, but at the end of the day, if I had to take one of them, it would be Allen. Um, I think what Allen does translates more. And don't get me wrong, I think what Garland has been doing is phenomenal so far this season, especially helping them to get out to the record that they've gotten out to um, and without the pieces that they have. But speaking of that notion, we're really going to see what it's made of because they just lost Ricky Rubio. So um, it's going to put a lot more pressure on them. And you look at Ricky, Ricky Rubio has done for them and may think it's minimal. But now what it does, it puts more pressure on Garland and not only look for his, but to help create for all of those other guys. So we have to see if they can keep that up. And I mean, that doesn't have an impact on what we're voting for now, but, you know, it's just something interesting to watch in association with this whole scenario. Yeah. So, Jack, do you have any honorable mentions? Yeah, I had Tyler Hero and Jared Allen as my honorable mentions. And if we were doing three, I'd probably throw in a Wizards guy. Because they, they've slowed down, but they got off hot. So, like, a Beal or a Harrell, uh, pick and choose either one because Beal struggled and Harrell's been great. But out of those three, um, I really struggled uh, whether or not to put Tyler Hero on the list. I ended up uh, choosing Garland and Drew Holiday over him. But he was, like, right on the cusp, and it took me a few minutes to really decide that. So those those would be my wild cards. Yeah, and finally, you know, uh, I'm missing everybody else gave their wild cards, right? Or, Aaron, did you give your wild cards? I did, yep. I had Sabonis and Hero. Um, and then for those other two mentions, I mean, I had Garland as honorable mention, but Miles um, Bridges is another yeah. one I thought of for a little bit. And then I know he hasn't played a ton of games so far. He's missed a lot of time, but Cole Anthony has been absolutely incredible. I mean, you know, he's been one of the saviors of my fantasy team so far this season. Uh, you know, he's averaging, actually averaging 20 points and, you know, putting up a lot of assists, and he's filling the box score in a big way. So, I think he deserves a little bit of a shout out just because he's been one of the bright spots in the magic season that's been really rough to this point. Uh, but he's been absolutely incredible. So I think that he deserves at least a little bit of, and maybe not like all-star consideration, but definitely a, a shout out or some highlights because he's been really incredible. And I think if he plays enough games, he's definitely in the most improved conversation of uh, this season. So quick shout out to Cole Anthony. He's been spectacular so far. Absolutely agree with you there, Aaron. I'll give my honorable mentions. I first have Fred Van Vliet of the Toronto Raptors. The Raptors have not been very good this season, but he has been playing really well as he has been for the past few years. 20 points per game, 5 rebounds, almost 7 assists per game while playing good defense. Yeah, Fred Van Vliet, honorable mention, is uh, absolutely. Uh, Miles Bridges, hot start for him. He was running away with the most improved candidate award but then the Hornets have kind of slowed down and some other contenders have emerged but yeah Mouse Bridges was extremely good and I'll give my third honorable mention spot to well everybody has given some shout out to Darius Garland so I'll give this one to Bradley Beal Brad, the, as I don't remember who was but yeah someone alluded to that the Wizards had a hot start to the season kind of fell back to earth they're now struggling a bit but yeah, Bradley Beal has been pretty solid for the Wizards. Anybody else want to give their honorable mentions, or are we all clear? I think I, I think I'm all set. I, I mentioned my three were Hero, uh, Allen, and one of the Wizards players. But uh, yeah. All right. So moving on to the Wild West, the Western Conference, a conference that has been has seen its fair share of weird stuff happen. You know, I. It's probably the first time in my lifetime, one of the few times in my lifetime, that the Eastern Conference has just been much better than the Western Conference. But yeah. So, once again, we have to give our all-star teams. And we'll start this time with Aaron. Aaron, what's your starting lineup for the Western Conference? All right, starting lineup for the West. Um, didn't have to sweat over this too much, which I really enjoyed. <laughs> but... Um, my five picks for this one are Curry and Morant in the backcourt, um, Paul George, LeBron, and Jokic to kind of round out that front court. Uh, John Morant, I did I did think about that a little bit. Um, Donovan Mitchell got a lot of consideration for me uh, as that second backcourt yes, guy. Absolutely. Um, you know, Lillard got off to a slow start. I thought about him as well. Uh, but John Morant, I mean, even though he's missed some time, I mean, he's been spectacular. Uh, he's got the Grizzlies, I believe, to this point, uh, fourth in the West, which is very impressive. 
just being a, you know a nightly highlight. You know his shooting is coming along, and then you know he's just as good of a finisher and playmaker as we've seen the past two seasons. So. Um, yeah, I mean, Paul George is another one that, you know, might have to reconsider that one if, you know, since he's going to miss some time, you know, going forward. But to this point, I think he's been excellent, you know, for that um, Clippers team. He's He was bogged down a little bit by his usage rate, you know, his load before he went out with an injury. Um, but he was good nonetheless. And then LeBron and Jokic, I don't think there's much to say about those guys. They've just been on another level as well as Curry. You know, they're just some of the best talents in our league. So that's my five. And I don't think it was uh, too hard for me to decide that. You know, the West is still pretty impressive, even though the East has made a run. So that's my, those are my guys. Yeah, great selection there, Aaron. Jack, you're up. Yeah, so in the grand scheme of things, I think the West was definitely easier to decide than the East. I had some back and forth decisions to make when choosing like starters versus reserves. But in the end, I went with uh, Steph Curry and I chose D book as my other starting guard in the West. I mean, the Suns are amazing. Chris Paul gets a lot of the credit, but if you look at, I mean, Devin Booker has been phenomenal this year, so I think he deserves the credit. So I put him as a starter, uh, LeBron James, Jokic, and I chose Gobert as my third starter, uh, two centers, a little weird, but it's just front court players on the ballot. So, um, if I had to choose, it'd be those three guys. I think obviously LeBron and Jokic are pretty clear. And I think the jazz have been so good and Gobert's averaging 15 and 15. He, he's, I, I think he's become so overrated he's underrated now that so I, I put him in as a starter and uh John Morant was definitely a tough one for me to leave out but that's who I ended up going with Kenneth yeah it almost pains me to agree with Jack but I have to just start from the back <laughs> end forward I agree man Gobert is probably um so overrated especially defensively that he's starting to become underrated he's my starting five um, of course, then we go LeBron, and then we go Jokic. Because, I mean, you can stick Joker anywhere on the court, and he can make plays for you. Um, and for the guards, I went with Spider um, and Steph. Yeah, I think we all almost had sort of the com- same combination of players, or at least three players there. I went with Stephen Curry, Donovan Mitchell, LeBron James, Paul George, and Nikola Jokic as my starters. I mean... Nikola Jokic, I mean, of course, we have some issues with him as Heat fans because of a previous incident in the season, but still, he has been nothing short of brilliant for the Denver Nuggets. He has been playing even better than he did last season, and, you know, if case anybody forgot, he was the the NBA MVP last season, but he has been nothing short of spectacular this coming season. Might be putting up the best offensive season for a center. NBA history and I'm not saying that lightly because I know there are some there have been some great offensive seasons put up by centers namely a Shaquille O'Neal but what Nikola Jokic is doing is just amazing and you know can't hate on can't hate on greatness really LeBron James this would be what his I'm I'm lose, starting to lose count honestly he's this is his would be his 18th all-star appearance 17th around that number right Yes. I mean, I think maybe, I think it's like first season he missed it, but I think he's been in there after that. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like that's 18. Yeah, 18. 18. Yeah, I want to say 18. Yeah. All starting. Wow. And the record, I think it, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar holds it with 19, I believe. So he can tie him next season. And I expect him, he has shown, he's he slowed down a bit. I, will, I'll, I, I won't lie to you, but he's still the greatest player I've ever seen in my life. So, and it's been a joy to watch him play all these years and hopefully gives me a little bit more time to finally see him play a lot in person because that's a privilege I have yet to have, but hopefully one day I will. So, I think that, that finishes our starting lineups. Jack, why don't you give us your reserves? Yeah, for sure. So, um, like I said, my reserves were pretty straightforward. Um, one, you know, question mark, but I had John Morant and Chris Paul. Uh, as the backcourt off the bench. Uh, and then I had Donovan Mitchell and Luka Doncic as the wild card. So four guards again. It, it's a guard-heavy league at this point. Um, and then for the forwards, I had Paul George, Draymond Green, and Carl Anthony Towns. Uh, I think Draymond Green's back to the point where he's making all-star games just because the Warriors are insanely good, and he does a, a little bit of everything for them, honestly. And the, the one question mark I had was Brandon Ingram, but the Pelicans just have been so flat um, to start the year they picked it up. But it, it's hard to get him in there. Uh, yeah, and I think there's a chance you see Luka Doncic start. 
Um, just like I think there's a chance you see, <clears throat> excuse me, different guys start in the East because it's a fan vote for starters, and Luka Doncic is Luka Doncic. But uh, yeah, those are those are my reserves: John Morant, Chris Paul, Draymond Green, Carl Anthony Towns, Paul George, Donovan Mitchell, and Luka Doncic. Yeah, interesting addition there, Draymond Green. Draymond Green, the Defensive Player of the Year so far this season. Is there an argument for it? I, in my opinion, it, there isn't. Or does anybody else have another candidate that can challenge Draymond Green at this point of the season for a Defensive Player of the Year? Because I don't. I don't think there is to this point. I think when you look at what he's done, I mean, you look at you know both his individual you know brilliance for that team, and then what it's meant to the team as far as like their overall rating uh you know it, and to this point in the season i think they're the top defensive team in the league so i mean you know when you have that going for you and then you're also you know one of the best individual defenders on your team um i think that says a lot about your um impact you know for that team on that end so yeah to this point i don't have anybody else you know as a serious contender to that title just because he's been so good and his team is been so good as a result of you know his quarterbacking and his leadership and communication on that end it's been really incredible to watch Yeah, man. Um, so I had Luca as my reserve guard. Ja, um, of course, guard heavy league. So we're gonna run a Luca Ja D book three man lineup there with Paul with PG thirteen as your forward and then AD as your second forward. Of course, he can't play. So let's go ahead and play by the rules and replace him. I gotta go, Cat. Yeah, it's interesting addition. Excuse me, interesting selections there, Kenneth. Uh, I think most of us have have cat in there, right? Aaron, did you did you say your your reserves? I haven't yet, but yes, I do have cat um as a part of my reserves. Um, I went with Donovan Mitchell and Devin Booker as my backcourt for the bench. Uh, front court looks like um I got Porzingis is actually a one that's um you know gonna be a little bit of a interesting selection you know i'm going to throw that one out there he's been very solid for the for the mavericks you know he's definitely coming into his own he's staying healthy um 20 points eight rebounds a game um his percentages are a little bit uh, weak right now but i think they're going to trend upward he is shooting 88 percent from the from the free throw line so i think he has a um, potential to bring those up um and then to round it out i have yoke uh, Doncic and then damian lillard so i know lillard's you know started off really rough but you know he's gotten back into form recently um, getting back to his usual production, you know, being a great scorer, being a great threat from from deep. So I threw him in there. Um, maybe a little bit of slight bias, you know. I'm a, I'm a huge Dame Dalla fan, but um, definitely want to give him some due on that one. Um, definitely thought a lot about um, CP3. I know some of you guys have that in there as well. Um, definitely a tough omission for me, and you know, I don't doubt that he's been All Star worthy this season. You know, for for a Suns team. Didn't have him in there, but, you know, definitely one of the last cuts for me because he's been, you know, awesome again. You know, it's another one of those guys that doesn't seem to slow down, you know, in all those years he's played so far. So, um, yeah, those are my guys. Uh, Porzingis is probably the most interesting one, but... I think Porzingis has been the most left-field choice out of all all of us have made here. I mean, there's, there's nothing wrong with it. I mean, it's just... I didn't expect to see Porzingis in, our, in an all-star ballot. From at least from this one, and you know, but he's been having a good season. Been has bounced back. Still don't like the contract. Oh, we're gonna though, go but... further than that. Oh, <laughs> oh, okay. I thought I had it. I thought I had that title, but again, if you got something, man, take it away. Further than that. <laughs> I mean, we don't want to get ahead of ourselves. If anybody else have any reserves, we can get to that first, and then I'll get to my wild cards here. Oh yeah, I I let me get give up my reserves. So for my two guards, I have Luka Doncic and John Morant. They're the two two of the best young guards in the league, if not the two best young guards in the league. Uh, Rudy Gobert, Draymond Green, and Cat. I went big heavy this time. So interestingly enough, in the Eastern Conference, I only have one center in my in my reserves. I have two here, and well, potentially three because Draymond does play the five and for some line in some lineups with with the Warriors and my two wild cards. I had to give it to 
two Suns players, the Suns backcourt of Devin Booker and CP3. CP3 currently is tied with James Harden and with the league lead in assists per game. Devin Booker has been excellent for his Suns team. And, you know, the Suns have been brilliant and you need to, you, I feel like you need to reward their two best players on here. So, Kenneth, give us your wild cards. We're curious to hear what you what you have to say. So, yeah, man, um, here's the thing. I'm not going to say he's the best player on that team, but he makes you ask, is he the best player on that team? Anthony Edwards is one of my wild cards. Um, and then you look at the Spurs, a guy that's a triple-double nearly every night, Jonte Murray, man. Um, I just want to show him some love because I think he deserves a lot of credit. And if you leave it in the hands of the coaches, one of those two guys might mess around and make it. Um, so those would be my two wild cards. Ooh, DeJounte Murray. That's, that's a good one, actually. I, I did not think of him even for my honorable mention. So you know what? I'm going to add him to my honorable mentions now that you made me think about him. And yes, he has been excellent this season. It's just that the Spurs have not been very good. Yeah, but yeah he they is. suck. They suck. But he's balling. And I mean, both sides of the ball every night give you everything you got. So, yeah. Anyway, I already spoiled one of my honorable mentions. My other two honorable mentions were Damian Lillard and Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis didn't make the cut, even though he hasn't been playing out to Anthony Davis standards. He was playing, he was still putting up pretty good numbers, which again speaks to his talent. The guy, the guy can roll out of bed and give you 25 and 10 on, on an off night or a night where he's not giving a lot of effort. And yeah, but still, he's going to miss a month of basketball and that's a lot of time to miss so yeah I, to me, in my book he doesn't make it and you know Damian Lillard the rough start really doomed him in my in my book and also the Blazers have just been not good at all so anybody else want to throw out their honorable mentions Jack why don't you go first yeah so my honorable mentions were uh, I had DeJounte Murray in there uh, he's definitely worthy of some consideration Spurs have been like you guys said, rough, but he's he's been playing amazing. I had Dame as my honorable mention as well. Blazers have been horrible, but he's Damian Lillard, so there's a chance he'll get in the All-Star game anyways. And then I had Brandon Ingram as my last one. Uh, the uh, Pel- Pelicans got off to a super rough start, but they've been picking it up slowly as of late, but they're just too far down in the standings to warrant an All-Star selection. But he was an honorable mention. I also had Aiden thrown in there a little bit, but uh, he wasn't one of my top three honorable mentions. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. We when you we have the honorable mentions. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, we have we have had like wildly different honorable mentions here, and, and I like that. I like that because that speaks to the the talent that this league has right now. Go ahead, Kenneth. So when you look at my honorable mentions, man, I had to uh, give a Pelican some love too, so to speak. Um, I like Jonas Valanciunas, man. You look at what they were able to do, even being in games, he produces, man. And you talking a guy that's giving you double digit scoring and rebounding every night um i mean i just had to show him some love in the honorable mention section of course you mentioned aiden um and then lastly dame you know he's dame it's hard not to give him an all-star selection but he didn't play a lot but uh at the end of the day as everybody said again he's dame so you say that and aaron i believe we have not heard of your honorable mentions yeah, so I, I definitely, first off, I didn't put him in here initially, but I want to give a shout out to DeJounte Murray as well. Um, Kenneth, I'm glad you brought him up because looking at his numbers, believe it or not, I mean, he's not far off from a triple-double for the season. Um, you know, looking at it right now, almost 18 points a game, 8.4 boards and 8.8 assists. So, you know, he's not, he's not Westbrook, but I mean, if you can even, you know, get in the conversation to average a triple-double for a season, you're doing something right. So, Shout out to him, you know, not just for being a great leader for a Spurs team that needs kind of like a guy to lead that team into the next era, but also to be, you know, also a great Swiss Army knife on defense, you know, just making life just absolutely really difficult for opposing backcourts. That's really impressive. But for my honorable mentions, I also had Brandon Ingram in there, you know, Pelicans. It's rough sledding right now. We all know that. But Brandon Ingram has been, you know, pretty, pretty great. Um, He's hurt right now again, which is unfortunate. Um, but, you know, I think of him as KD Light in a lot of ways, and he's, he's doing that again. And, you know, I think some people thought that that first season in um, New Orleans was a fluke. You know, when he came out and got the all-star selection, he's been pretty consistent since then. So it wasn't a blip on the radar. He's been pretty consistent ever since then. And then for my other two, um, I went Christian Wood, you know, for my, uh, for my second um, 17 and 10, you know, very solid percentages. You know, obviously the Rockets are at the bottom of the standings. 
you know, but he is, um, you know, he's almost an all-star worthy guy individually, just looking at his numbers, 35% from three, very solid for, you know, a guy that plays the four or five, pretty good floor spacer for a team that, you know, could use a little bit more of that. And then CP3 is my other one. Now, like I said, it was hard not to put him in there. He's my last cut. But CP3 is, you know, still the point god. You know, up there in assist and in steals. Um, you know, just being an all-around great presence for a Suns team that's looking to make another finals run. So those are my three guys. And it's still a deep conference. You know, as you said, JJ is a lot of talent. Like, you know, you look at Shea. You know, I didn't have him in there, but he's another great presence, you know, in the league. And then, you know, all over the place, there's other guys that are deserving. You know, Draymond Green, you guys had him in some of your ballots. So across the board, the West is deep, but those are my three guys. And I think there's plenty of other guys like Valanchunas that are also deserving of at least a shout out because there's a lot of great talent, and especially in that conference. Absolutely. And, you know, I thought about Ingram in my honorable mentions, just that I couldn't look past the Pelicans being so bad. But yeah, he he has been really good this season. And, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if he gets some love in, in the all-star voting by the coaches because he has been really good and you know hopefully the pelicans pelicans start to win some games because it's been rough go down there in louisiana uh jack you have anything else to add before we dive into our all-star game mvp predictions and you know some other random rapid fat rapid fire uh predictions no i think i'm all set i like all the all the ballots i agree with i uh no real complaints for me. I'm curious to see how the, the fan voting plays out because that's obviously a lot of bias. Um, but yeah, no, I, I love all the ballots. Yeah, I fear when the fan, bo- if it were only fan voting, I fear we would have a Curry Luke up backcourt, which again, I wouldn't mind, but I think Mitchell and even a guy like Ja sh- should get it over Luca. But Luca is one of the most popular players in the league, so I could see that happening. So. We have given our all-star teams. Let's do a rapid-fire prediction here. Uh, well, not predictions, but you know things we would like to see. Name one player that you would like to see in the dunk contest this season. And we'll start with Kenneth. You go first. Uh, let's go Caleb Martin. Ooh, that, that's, that's a good one. Jack? I'm going to go Miles Bridges. I, I think, has he been in before? Even if he has, I still want to see him back in it. He's he's nasty. I think he has been in there before, if I'm not mistaken. But yeah, he, one of the best dunkers in the league. Aaron? Um, I'm going to go with Anthony Edwards. You know, one of those show-stopping guys. And, you know, he's been, you know, throwing down some crazy dunks. Had arguably the dunk of the year last year. So I think he'd be doing a great service to the whole league if he jumped in the dunk contest, at least just for one season. Absolutely, oh, yeah, that was, and Gabe that just office. gave you the middle finger. <laughs> and uh, for me, I'm going to pick Udonis Haslam for the dunk contest. I would like to see Udonis Haslam compete. <laughs> no, <laughs> Wait a no, minute, Jimmy, what the? Jimmy, what the? No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. In all seriousness, though, I'm going to show some love to my Heat guy, and I'm also going to pick Caleb Martin, the guy, the guy with the springs on the Miami Heat. So, going on now to the skills challenge. Who do you think will win? Because this, I'll, I'll like to change it up. Who do you think can win the skills challenge if chosen? It can be any player, any position. Because now, as we have seen in recent years, uh, it's been basically positionless. You can put a guard against a front court player, and in most of the cases, the front court player holds its own in the skills challenge. Not like in the old days when they only had guards and some agile forwards like LeBron. But yeah, the skills challenge to me. My, some people might call me weird for this, but I think it's my favorite event outside of the main game, of course. But it's my favorite uh, event of Saturday, All-Star Saturday night. It's just so fun to see players with such different positions showcase their skills. And it allows guys like like our guy Bam, who won it two years ago. Wow, it's been that long already. But yes, Bam won and in he announced himself to the league there. So, Jack, uh, give me your the player that you like to see compete in the skills challenge and you think him win the whole thing. Yeah, it's so tough to gauge like what players will even be invited because it's usually pretty random. Um, DeMontis Sabonis, I think. I don't know if he won it before, but he's been in the finals. I think Bam beat him. Uh, he's a guy that can kind of do everything. Uh, you'd love to see guys like Chris Paul, Draymond Green in there. But um, Spencer Dinwiddie is another one that's totally random that I think could uh, 
he, he could have a chance. I know he's been in it before, but uh, you talk about a guy who has found new life in the in Washington, having a solid season. I'll, I'll throw it out there, a random prediction. I'll go with Spencer Dinwiddie. Ooh, that's cool. Meanwhile, uh, you know, sorry to change the subject here, but I had a quick glance at my phone, and Adrian Wojnarowski is reporting that the Cleveland Cavaliers are nearing a trade to acquire L.A. Lakers guard Rajon Rondo. So, trade season is officially underway, I think. I saw that, yeah. I wanted the Cavs to take Dennis Schroeder away, but apparently not. <laughs> yeah, well, you guys are probably going to lose Schroeder for nothing this offseason. So, I think if you don't trade him, that's that's what I mean. Kath, you want to say something? Yeah, man. Um, I mean, I saw that. That's a good trade for Cleveland. I don't know how much he's going to play, though. Aaron, what do you have any thoughts on the just announced uh, trade between the Lakers and the Cavs? The Cavs are set to acquire Rajon, Rajon Rondo. Wow, I actually had no idea. <laughs> I was kind of that's that's crazy, but yeah, um, Rondo going to the Cavs. It makes a lot of sense. Um, you know, they, I guess they want to kind of fill in that void of uh, a veteran, uh, you know, backcourt guy that Rubio has left with his injury. So. I mean, I can. I guess it makes sense from that perspective. Um, I don't think he's going to be as impactful as Rubio was, um, but I can see the thought process behind acquiring him. So you know, I'm not down on it. I guess it could be a good move for for their culture and just bringing in another um, heady ball handler to kind of keep guys in check over there. Yeah, and let's see what the Lakers get back because I'm interested to see what they get back because they're a team that clearly needs something to jumpstart them and maybe meet expectation, the expectations that they set for themselves in the offseason. Something centered around Kevin Love. They're going to fleece him. I mean, the salary doesn't work in that regard, but that would be pretty... Be it's pretty LA, man. This LA. Screw the salary. <laughs> well, They'll make it work somehow. Yeah. <laughs> Probably they will. Aaron, who would you like to see compete in the skills challenge that you think can win the whole thing? Jack said Domana Sabonis. Right, oh, okay. Jack? Yeah, I said I said him and Dinwiddie. Those are my two top picks. There. Yeah, I forgot Dinwiddie. Nice. Yeah, I, I was saying. Um, yeah, I mixed him Lamella Ball just with this combination of you know his flair, uh, you know his his ball handling is great. Shooting is much improved over his um, time in overseas and in high school. Uh, you know, just looking at his um, just all around package, I think he's a special guy, special player, and. I think the guards need to get back in the mix for winning the skills challenge. You know, I, I love that the big guys have been making their mark, but need to bring the trophy back to the guards. So I think LaMelo Ball is a great guy to do that and kind of, you know, bring the respect back to the to the backcourt guys. I think he, that would be a great thing for, for that position and, and just in, in the NBA in general. Okay, Kenneth, quickly. Yeah, um, after you went to a guy twice, it's going to speed me up. Huh? No, I'm joking, man. Um, DeJounte Murray, let's go back to him. I just think that he would be a good guy to put in that contest to do something different. I was leaning towards LaMelo, but nothing's still another guy's answer. I'm going to go with DeJounte again. So, and not to steal any of you guys' answers, did you all have great answers? I'm going to go with Darius Garland. I think he would, his combination of shooting and passing would, and speed, it would make for pretty entertaining participation in the skills challenge. And let's go with a three-point contest. Uh, who would you like to see participate in a three-point contest, Jack? I mean, you guys know I'm a Celtics fan, and I don't even think this is that crazy. I think Grant oh, Williams definitely on, deserves come, a shout-out. I mean, now, he, he's been absolutely <laughs> phenomenal, and anybody no, no. who watches basketball can uh, can attest to that. He's been the best shooter on the Celtics. He's the best corner shooter in the NBA this year. Uh, I think he's top three in three-point percentage. He deserves a nod. He's been great. He's one of my favorite players, so I'll, I'll say Grant Williams, and it's not really that uh, hard of a choice for me. I'm going to pick Russell Westbrook for the three-point contest. That will make for some really, really entertaining. entertaining. <laughs> that would be entertaining. Contest. You're right about that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I'm, I'm kidding. Obviously, I would probably pick. I, I can't pick a, a, a Heat guy because Duncan Robinson hasn't shot it well enough this season, and Tyler Hero is not. The, I, pro, I would rather see Tyler Hero in the Skills Challenge. Although you can participate in both events, but if I had to choose, I would rather see Tyler in the Skills Challenge. So, with that being said, I'm gonna go with. Zach Levine in the three-point contest. I wanted to see compete there and, you know, probably a really popular name. And you know what? Maybe throw in there some, a Buddy Heald 
I think but he has won it before. So yeah, I would like to see him get some national love. Uh, he's stuck in Sacramento right Sacramento right now. Can't escape trade rumors and hopefully he goes to a situation where they finally win. So Kenneth, that leaves you, my friend. Max Struess, man. Let's get oh, it. Oh, that was my answer. <laughs> I was surprised finally, you didn't mention him, JJ. Oh yeah, that's true. I I'm sorry, I the, I forgot about the Struess. Get the Struess loose on national TV. And finally, who do you think out of all our selections wins All-Star Game MVP? Aaron, you go first. Uh LeBron, man. LeBron, I think it's he's due to have one. Um, you know, I, I remember when Kobe had his kind of his last All-Star Game MVP. I think it was like 2011 um, where he kind of he came out there in L.A. and he showed the young guys. He's like, I'm still here. You know, you, the, your next generation is coming up, but my time is still here. So I think LeBron can have a similar performance. You know, he's playing out of his mind right now. And I know he might take that time to kind of, you know, take it, his reins off a little bit or take his hands off the um, uh, feet off the gas a little bit. But, I mean, why not? He's been sensational. He's putting up 30-plus every game. I can see that as, like, an opportunity for him to say, like, hey, I'm, I'm 37, but I'm still one of the best players in the league, and um, I'm not giving up my, my grasp on the, the league kind of title yet. So I think it would be cool to see LeBron win it one more time and um, just fill out his resume a little bit more because why not throw one more award in there before – Um, he gets to the absolute twilight of his career. Kenneth? Yeah, man, I agree, LeBron. All right, that's pretty straightforward. Jack? Uh, I'm going to go with Curry, man. I, I think he's going to – they're going to give him the reins. I mean, he, he broke the three-point record. Talk about a guy that's just going to be pulling him. I think he'll get hot, go for some ridiculous number of threes, and uh, I, I think he'll take home the MVP. Hmm. That's interesting. I'm going to go – With John Morant, I'm fairly certain he's going to make it. He's a showstopper of a player. He'll go out there and do his thing, and I think he takes home the award. Sleeper would be James Harden. James Harden might have something to prove to the people, although he usually don't, doesn't take these type of things really seriously, but who knows? He might be he might be trying to show everybody something that he is still he still has it. So, that brings us to the end of this great episode that we have with you two guys. Thank you so much for coming on, Jack and Aaron. So, before we go out, where can we find you guys? Let's start out with Jack. Jack, where can we? Where can the people find you? Yeah, I'm on Twitter, at JackSimoneNBA. That's, that's the best place to follow me, Kenneth. I still don't use Instagram, so I'm sorry. But if you really want to follow me, it's Jack T. Simone on that platform, too. <laughs> He doesn't um, use Instagram. I do not wow. use Instagram. Um, but yeah, other than that, I write for Celtics blog, Hoops Habit, At The Hive, some other sites in there too. But uh, yeah, at MBA on Twitter, that's the main place. Thank you guys uh, for having me on again. It was a good time. Thank you for coming on, Jack. We had an, we have really a lot of fun with you here. And Aaron, where can the people find you? Uh, if you want to find me on Twitter, my hashtag is A underscore A underscore R-O-N 25. Um, I also have um, a couple of projects right now. One is Business Casual Basketball. Um, that's my podcast that I host. So I have that going. Um, BC Basketball 2 is my Twitter handle for that. And then I'm also um, overseeing this basketball website called No Trade Clause. So if you guys are looking for some resources like cap sheets and things like that, you can find that over there at notradeclause.com. So I just want to give a slight plug to that because we're trying to get that off the ground. But yeah, that's where you can find me. And um, thanks again for having me, JJ. Great time with you and the other guys um, on this episode. It's been fun. Yeah, it's been really fun to have you both, both of you guys on. I'm really grateful. And I think I speak for Kenneth that we're both really grateful for you coming on here. And we're really grateful for the people, for your for their support. Absolutely. So, yeah. With that being said, thank you for listening to this episode of the 305 Culture Podcast. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You can also leave a show review and a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. So that helps the show grow. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at 305CulturePod. And Kenneth? Where can they find you, JJ? They can find me on Twitter at JJ Rivera NBA. That's at JJRIV. It's in Victor, it's in Victor once again. E-R-A-N-B-A. And on Instagram, you can find me at JRivera98. That's J-A-I-R-O-R-I-V. It's in Victor once again, E-R-A-98. And where can they find you, my friend? 
On Twitter, you can find me at K said K, that's K underscore S A I D underscore Q U E. Again, K said K on Twitter and on Instagram. You can find me at I M K Cyrus, that's I A M K C I R R U S. Again, on Instagram, you can find me at I M K Cyrus. We appreciate you guys. Thank you so much for listening and have a great evening. Yeah, thank you so much for listening. See you next year. And may 2022 bring the best to every single one of you listening and to everybody around the world. Thank you for listening. See you next year. Bye-bye.